I was gone for a week. I'm not sure. Was there a, a, a paper, a bulletin today in there? Good. Okay. Hopefully in there was that um, next Saturday is our second steps class. There's a sign-up sheet in the hallway, and you're going to hear about this a couple times through the message. Um, but uh, I encourage you, to, if you've never taken it, um, we're going we're to talk about uh, part of this message is, is in here. And so hopefully just to get you uh, interested and excited about coming on, on Saturday um, to, to learn some things about how we can grow in our faith. Um, other than that, if there's any other announcements, hopefully they're in your bulletin. And uh, that's it. Hey, if you are visiting this morning, I'm, I'm really glad you are here. Um, as, a, as a church, we desire to grow always, always closer to Jesus. That's why recently we've had a name change. Um, we really feel that the, the name, the Journey Church, reflects a church that is in motion, a people group that's in motion. And this building and this property that we have will always be Big Bear Christian Center. This, is, this will be a, a center for all things Christian, yes. But the people are on a journey. And so um, we're glad you're here. We got a website with a lot of neat stuff on that. So um, love to have you visit that and check things out and find one of our elders or leaders if you have any questions. We have ministries happen midweek. Um, and to get connected with you, there is a connection card in, the, in a pocket, hopefully, in, in front of you. That's actually a position. Um, if somebody wanted to come early on Sunday mornings and make sure the pockets were filled, I'd love to have someone do that. You could let me know. Um, but there should be a visitor thing. We could uh, do that. And um, that's it. We're going to be also having stuff online for that, too. It's, it's kind of fun. We're going to have a little, one of those little QR codes where if you're sitting there, you can scan the little QR thing in the bulletin, and it'll take you to a, a visitor page on your, on your phone. I know some of you are like, yeah, I don't need that. But some of the younger people are like, oh, that's pretty cool. Because some younger people barely know how to write now. <laughs> Did you know they don't, they, don't, they don't teach? They don't teach handwriting in school anymore. It's all printing. So it's really good because pretty soon we'll be able to like write notes to each other and just leave them out in the open and the kids won't be able to read them. <laughs> I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Sh Shannon and I used to speak Spanish in front of the kids. Um, you know, Matthew spoke a little bit, so we didn't do it too much in front of him. We used to speak Spanish in front of the kids, but we didn't want to tell them. Then they started learning s you know, Spanish, and now we can't do that anymore. So, hey, I'm... Uh, also, just, just want to, you know, kudos to those who have been, been helping, and it's been um, recently, Josh has come in and done a ton of work in the back. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that we've, we've taken out a, a, little, a little room, and we're making the, the hallway to the bathroom better. We're going to be having a second door into the nursery. Um, as God provides uh, w that wall that's there in the hallway, that will be the new wall for the kitchen. So we're going to add about four feet of kitchen space there and some new cabinets and things like that um, lots of work to be done there's painting and, and there will be stuff so if you've got uh, any skills handy um, even cleaning and raking we really could there's lots to do around if you've gone to the back it looks like a junkyard we have to take dump runs and things like that so tons of stuff to be doing but we're growing and it's i'm excited because i think god's gonna blow the door the, the walls out and the roof off and he's going to do something here where we can impact the valley more I think we should be doing that. I, I'm, I'm still not on my message. Sorry. I just got back for a week, and <laughs> I've just got all this stuff to share. Years ago, there, there's always been this thing of, of, you know, small church, big church, mega church. And, and, and some people have, we've settled into, like, you know, well, I just have a small church, and that's okay. That's okay. 
And then I, I went to a conference uh, with my good friend Rick, Rick Warren. And he told me I could tell you that, that we're like this. Um, and, and he talked about that to pastors. He, it was a pastor's thing. And he said, listen, churches are supposed to grow and get bigger. And immediately I'm like, yeah, but there's some, you know, there's some churches that are just doing their thing. And he says, let me tell you why churches are supposed to get bigger. The Bible says, la Biblia dice, Jesus gave a commission to his church. And he says, you ought to go out and preach the gospel to every living creature. And you're to make disciples. In one of the parables, he said, go out into the highways and the byways and bring them in so that my house may be full. Now, we understand he's talking about heaven. But before they get to heaven, where are they going to be? They're going to be in a church, growing in their faith. If we're fulfilling the great commission of, of sharing our faith with people, people should be getting saved and being invited, and, they, and it should grow. Is it's not like it's not just we want a bigger building or anything, but actually the the, the fruit of growth should be salvation. So salvation should be, should result in a, in a in a growing church. I don't want to ever have the church that people want to go to. Well, it's not that I don't want that, but I don't want people to leave their church because this is f more fun or this is a better thing. I don't want that. I want this church to grow because. I've shared my faith with a neighbor and you've shared your faith with a neighbor and you've invited somebody who's not in a church and they're coming and, and we're packed out. That's why we want to grow. Anyways, I get off that. And I don't have my little, I don't have my little thing up on the wall either. So we're in the message now. Let's start the message. Um, we are, we're on part three. Of, of a four-part series. And I said last week might be part three. And then when I talked to um, Scott, he, um, he told me that what he, where he was going. And who was here for last week? All right. Good? Good message? I, I saw about three minutes of it um, from the little camera in the corner. I logged in from where I was at just for a minute or two on Sunday morning, and I watched you guys. And I know who wasn't here. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> It was a small. It was a small crowd, uh, but uh, but I heard it just a minute, and so I was really looking forward to listening to the message, and it didn't get recorded. Something happened there too, so I didn't get to hear it. So hopefully he was a blessing to you, and um, we like I said we had a, a great time in uh, in Texcoco, Mexico. For those of you who don't know, we have a, a a church that we helped plant 24 years ago, um, and it started out in a chicken coop basically a little room that had chickens in it and the pastor met with a couple of women who asked him to start this little bible study and everyone was catholic they had to lie to their husbands they had to tell their husbands they were going to mass which is kind of true you know they, they, we're going to mass otherwise they wouldn't even let him go and from there that church grew and grew and grew and the place is now um we had the, on sunday there was a celebration and a pastor's conference on saturday but there's about 300 people and they've planted like six or eight other churches. Um, te uh, Cuatro Vientos is one of them. Um, and I know Sarah was there at the very beginning of Cuatro Vientos. Bob and Jolene have been there. Has anyone else been up to Cuatro Vientos from the church? Next year is going to be your opportunity. But um, that place started in somebody's home, and there was no power. They actually used a car battery to power one little light. Everything was dirt. 
There was no other houses. Um, one time when the power went dead, they, they used a taxi and they hooked up jumper cables to the taxi to have the little light that powered everything. People would bring their own chairs and they would come. And now that's the church that you helped to put the roof on. And now that church um, fits about 150 or 200 people at least. It's much bigger than this with salons for kids. And that work is growing too. But we met with the pastors from Cuevas and I want to encourage you to pray. Their son-in-law was, was murdered. Um, he, was, he was assaulted um, six months ago, and he spent six months in a kind of vegetative state, and then he just died. So the pastor's family is grieving. They're now taking the daughter and their three kids back in. That's, but they're pastoring a great work too. So lots is happening, and we're connected with them. And uh, that's where we went to go spend time, and, and uh, I was able to preach. I, I preached just a little bit in Spanish, and the rest I, I was in English. Some of you were praying for that. Shannon got to share some wonderful stuff. It was an awesome time. Um, we were encouraged, as we always are, and I hope that they were too. And that's one of the things you get to do. So here's the invitation. Next year is the 25th anniversary of uh, F uh, Family Christian Center, Texcoco, Ebenezer. They got these long names for their churches. And uh, we're, all invi we're invited to come down if we want and bring a team down to celebrate, and we'll take a day, and we'll go up to Texcoco and celebrate with them, or uh, Cuatro Vientos and celebrate with them. And so I'm hoping the old crew is going to come. We're going to get some people, maybe your dad. Anyway, some people to go back who, who started out in this little tiny work and, and we'll go down and celebrate 25 years of ministry that this church um, supported faithfully for many, many, many years. In fact, there was a time... Um, that our finances in the church here had, had really suffered some stuff and they still want us to come down and they were paying for us to fly down there instead of us bringing offerings and things. It was just powerful and amazing. Sorry. This is just exciting for me. So next year, mark your calendars right around July 8th. Um, if you want to, if you pray about going and we'll, we'll put a little team together and um, definitely want to get some of the people who've gone and you can have another bite of the nose. There's a guy that we call him Senor Carnitas because he makes carnitas for a living. And he brought a whole pig one time for a party. And it was, he makes amazing, amazing food. And so one of the, the things that you can do, they, they always want somebody is to take a bite of the nose. And Sarah did it. <laughs> and she looked at, if I, if I heard the story correct, and she goes, ooh, there's a hair. She still did it. They, they still remember that and talk about that, sir. So, hey, go. it's not a missions trip. It, it, it's not. It, it, it's, it's a visiting and a encouraging. Our presence there would bless them. Um, honestly, we, we, other than loving people, it wouldn't be like a missions trip. Um, we are uh, tentatively planning a missions trip to Guatemala next year also. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work. Anyways, here we go. So all that, and, and we're on the message today. I saw some more over here. Ah, oh, yes. The title of the message is and was, You Are Here. We had this nice little uh, graphic on, on the thing with a map. It had that little point. And um, so it's a four-part message. And remember, there was these circles here. And each circle represented a place that everybody who's sitting in this church is at today. And w in the first week, we learned that there was a group of people here that they were exploring God. 
They haven't come to Christ yet. They're just visiting. That might be you this morning. They're checking it out. Something stirred in your heart like, yeah, maybe I should go to church. You're, you're figuring things out. And you're exploring it. And, and honestly, I want, I love this group, and I want more. This is, people where, this is the ministry you have. Invite your friends so they can come and explore God. When they come to the realization and, and understand that God sent Jesus to die for us and that there's nothing we can do to get to heaven on our own, they discover grace. Okay? They realize God's grace, his, his gift to us, God's riches at Christ's expense. He gave Jesus so that we could be saved. We come into relationship with him and, and we begin in God and we're beginning in God. This is a group that's, they're just kind of, they're, they're beginning. It's new for them. Um, they're, they're just kind of starting out. And some people haven't moved from here to here, even though they may have been in the church for a while, because it takes something to move from beginning to God, in God, to go to the, th the third. And I apologize, I'm just going to confess. Two weeks ago when I was doing this, I could not for the life of me remember that one. So I don't know if you realized, I just kind of faked it. And I moved on. I, I put the letters down. And the whole time I was going, I remember it was CG, but I couldn't find it. In my, and I just, just it blanked. We move from beginning to God to being close to God. Yes, close to God because we understand something. That God gave us his word, the word of God. And that the Word of God is what we're supposed to live our lives based upon. That the Word of God is, is what helps us to divide between truth and error. I have been called um, stubborn. I've been called closed-minded because I believe in the Bible. And you know what? I, I am. I, I'm closed-minded because I believe that the Bible is true. And so the things that contradict the Bible, I believe are false and and you know what I'm glad we still live in a nation that I can I can believe that I can still believe that but when we're beginning God but when we actually come to that point not just like oh yeah there's the Bible and I hear it on Sundays and maybe I read you know a little bit here and there but that the word of God is the what I should base my life upon I it's going to help me make decisions it's it's going to help me live a life of of truth we're going to come up against situations do I lie to my parents about this, no, the Bible says we're not going to lie. We're not going to bear false witness. Do I gossip? No. And we begin to live our life based on that. Do I pay my taxes? Well, yeah. The Bible actually says that we do. Which it didn't. But it does. So we're honest. We, and so we base our life. And, and when we do that, one of the things that happens is we actually get closer to God. Because we're following him. We're basing our lives on him. And then the last group that we're going to talk about next week and I have this one, is you're close to God and you're doing all these things and you begin to find that God is calling us as believers to give. I'm talking about money. That's part of it. Because, because where, your, where your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart is, right? I mean, you, if you want to know what's important to somebody, grab their, well, they don't even have checkbooks. Okay, young, yeah, yeah, yeah young, young people, they don't have checkbooks anymore. Aaron, got a checkbook? You do actually have a checkbook still. Do you ever write checks? <laughs> you do. That's amazing. Most people do it all online. But anyways, grab their bank statement, 
find out where they're spending their money, and that's where their heart is. You know, whatever it is. So, but when we be, we're basing our lives on the Word, we're close to God, and we start finding out that God wants us to give. He wants us to give our time to people. He wants us to go and serve people. He wants to give our hearts to people. That's really difficult to do. We talk about that. When you get into relationship with people, you have to give your heart. One of the reasons people don't grow more in God is because they keep their heart to themselves. And they actually, you can't just have a relationship with God and not as people. You have to have a relationship with people. And so we give of our hearts, we give of our time, we give of our finances. So in order to get the last place, which isn't heaven, heavens, we'll, 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 all these will get to heaven except this one. These three will get to heaven. This one has to get to here before we can get to heaven. But um, they become God-centered. This is, this is the people who've d discovered giving, and God is now at the center of their life. Everything they do, their decisions are, are really b even based on God. This is the type of person um, that if they're looking to move to a place, one of the first things that they do is check out to see if there are good churches in the area where they can grow. It's really cool when you see someone, I, I love to talk to people like, yeah, we're, you know, we went to go visit this town, we got a job opportunity there, and um, so I said, well, how was it? He said, well, we looked around and found this great church. And, and, and then it might be, and we found some good schools and there's good shopping, but God-centered, and not, the church, not church, but God-centered is, I want to grow in God. Everything I do is about having God at the center of my life. Even when we go to work, how, God, how can I please you at work? How can I be a witness? How can I, we become God-centered. And we learn that because we, in order to be God-centered, you have to live a life of giving. And I tell you, it's difficult sometimes. Sometimes it's hard. Um, it, we'll get into that later. Some other words, and then we're going to get in, into, the, into this. That each, each of these places also had a word that we talked about that went along with it. When you're exploring God, you've come, and you're here for fellowship. And, and you don't, wouldn't use that word if you are, uh, haven't been in the church long. But fellowship is when you have camaraderie with people and you're just getting to know them. You're talking. You're, you're, um, you're just kind of doing, you know, kind of doing, doing the fellowship thing. We use it in the, in the church a lot. I joke around saying fellowship actually just means eating <laughs> because that's what we do when we're together. Hey, you want to go have some fellowship? And then we go down to, you know, Alpine and get a burger or something. Um, when you move from here to here, you, you change from just fellowship, which is a little bit lighter, and you move into another one that's called relationship. And you begin to build relationship with God and with people. You're beginning in God, and so in order to begin in God, you, you start a relationship with God, but you also start a relationship with people, getting into a deeper relationship because God has put us in people's lives. Um, the next ship that we're in, I'm going to ride it higher so it doesn't run into it, is that as you're close to God, you've discovered the importance of the word, you are now in a place called discipleship. You're, 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 you're praying. This is what we're talking about today. You mean prayer and reading, and you're becoming a disciple. And that's what God, Jesus told all of us to do, is go make disciples. And then, and then the last ship that we're in is that people that are God-centered, that have discovered his grace, the importance of his word, their lives are marked by their giving. They have now entered into this place where Jesus is the Lord of their life 
and so the word that would represent them is lordship. This was, was not mine. This was um, taken from a, a study, and then a, a pastor of the Gateway Church um, put this in, but, but I really, I, it resonated with me. So the lordship. So we really want to become where, where Jesus is truly the Lord of everything, and that's why it's marked by giving. When he's the Lord of everything, he sometimes asks us to give things away. And we have to be open, open to that. And that's a real difficult one, I think, for us in, in this nation. Um, God can help us to grow in that for sure. When we go and visit some of these people in Mexico, they have so many, so many of them have nothing, but they give it willingly. They, they open up their houses. Um, if, if we, and some of the houses that we visited this, this trip, many of them actually had, had good jobs and they, they had means. We've, I've been there many a time in Guatemala where you go to somebody's house for dinner and it's a, a, a somebody who's just an average person who's kind of poor and they serve you this amazing meal. This is just what, what, whatever is chicken and all these things. And you think, wow, this is really nice. They, they eat actually pretty well here. And then you find out that, oh no, they've been eating just beans and rice for three weeks so they could buy a chicken for you. Wow. We can learn from that as Christians. We want to. So next week, we'll come, and you still have to come, but, but we'll probably be challenged. But that's how we're going to grow, okay? So this week, we're talking about being close to God. And, and um, see, again, the map's not there, but remember, you are here. Remember the, the idea is you, you, you go to the mall and you find the you are here thing and then you find where you're at and where you want to go. You, wherever you're at today is fine, but you're not supposed to stay there. Just like at the mall, you don't stand in front of the map going, okay, at least I know where I'm at. <laughs> you actually want to get somewhere and so you move. So what we want to do, what I want to do is help us all to, to understand that we're supposed to be moving. We're supposed to be growing. We're on a journey. Welcome to the Journey Church. Amen. I just, I just love it. Um, everything I read, every time the word journey shows up, I go, woohoo! <laughs> there it is! It's exciting. The series is going to help us do three things. It's going to help us recognize where we're at. And, and it's, uh, how many of you have ever been in a rut? Ever been in a rut? Your marriage, your work, whatever, where you're at. And, and sometimes you you've, don't realize how long you've been there. You're just there. I want to shake us up, help us to realize where we're at so we can begin to navigate to where we want to go. You, you've, got to, you've got to take some things into account uh, where you are in order to be able to get to where you're going. Number two, we're going to help us recognize some things we can do to move forward from where we're going on, uh, on, our, on our journey. Um, on our journey is, in our journey as Christians, life is always, always coming at us. And we're always moving. We're always doing things. But we don't want to just move around in circles. Uh, that's one thing I don't like. But this is actually, a, 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 this maybe could be a spiral. There has to be a little, maybe we could just put that there. There's a way to get in and get out. But some people just kind of do the circle thing. And they never find their way out to the next place. We want to help people recognize where we're at, begin to grow, and then when they're, and then, and, and this just happens. It's not like, hey, I'm in stage three of my life. But, um, and, and, and it just begins to happen naturally. I'm going to just do that because, because we don't just want to walk around in circles. We want to find, keep moving until we 
can keep going to the next spot. Uh, maybe I'll think of a better, a better way to draw that. Um, sometimes you have to walk around in circles. I was thinking about that. Jericho, they had to walk around in circles. Sometimes you have to keep doing the same thing until God says you're done. Usually it's because you've learned something. Sometimes you, sometimes you walk around the same mountain. Not always, God doesn't always want you to do it, but, but we use this in our, in our family a lot. You're just walking around the same old mountain. Nothing's changing. You know, we, we want to move, but there's times where you're kind of doing this, and, and hopefully you'll learn and you'll grow. One of the things, if you just keep walking, you can at least get stronger and you can learn. And, and learn how to avoid some resources, uh, avoid some pitfalls. Um, we need to get the resources we need for our journey, put them in our backpacks. We need to learn the skills to navigate this terrain. Third thing we want to do is we're going to help us recognize where we are, help us recognize some things we can do to move forward, and then we're going to help us to recognize some of the pitfalls and difficulties, attacks of the enemy, so we know how to combat and become like this last group where we, we actually keep moving towards where God is the center of our life and where our hearts have a soil. Remember we talked, and we're going to talk a little bit about Mark chapter 4 again, where, where we don't want to have a rocky soil, we don't want to have a shallow soil, we want to have a good soil where our lives bear fruit. When I get to the end of my life, I don't really want people to say, wow, he played four instruments, spoke a couple languages, was a really nice guy. That's not what I want. Those things aren't bad. I want to hear people say, you've made an impact in my life. I want to see people who said, I came to faith because something you did. Money I gave in an offering, words I said, somebody I encouraged that is now doing something else. That's the legacy I want. All these other things are just peripheral. I want to have a legacy. When you make a trip... If you can go on a hi big hiking trick, I was wondering if, if uh, Evan's not here today, is he? Yeah, he is. You check some things out. You check the weather. If, you, if you've ever gone on a couple-day hike, you, you probably check the weather, and if you didn't, you were, you were dumb because you want to know what kind of weather you're going to be facing. You want to know about if there's, you know, if there's any rivers you're going to have to cross, any lakes, because you want to know if you can drink the water, so you want to know about waters. You know, you kind of want to know, hey, uh, in the path I'm going, are there any cliffs? I mean, I want to come after a couple of days, find out that I'm at a cliff, and that uh, I'm like 10 miles away from the place I want to be. You want to just learn about some of the general things. Um, if, you're going, if you're going on a big trip, you want to know what wild animals are in the area, right? You know, I've had some fun stories with Mick. You know, he's, he's encountered some moose and elk and scary old things out there. You, you at least want to know that they're there and what you might do. Um, you train, you get in shape, and you try to be prepared as best as you can. And we're on a journey, so this is what we want to do. We want to understand what, what things might we face, what tools do we need in life. Um, one of the, th the things we gave out a couple weeks ago, and I, and I know people are using it, is that Right Now Media, access to um, resources that can help you grow in your marriage, in your family, help your kids grow. Um, and that's what we want to do as a church, and that's what we're doing next week. Please come. Next, uh, sign up and come. And the reason you have to sign up is I'm buying you lunch. And so, you know, so please come. We want to make sure we have enough food for everyone who shows up. So those are things that we're going to hopefully accomplish here. And so um, talk, talking, we've talked about some of the pitfalls. 
and the things that happened. Do you remember in the, in the week one, we talked about in Mark chapter 4. Let's go ahead and just go there real quick, Mark chapter 4. No way. Shoot the clock. Okay, this is going to be a five-part message. Because I can't get much done before we have to leave. I think I'll just do this message next week. I don't know. Um, but let, let me so let me just kind of kind of change the things up. We're going to talk a little bit about Mark chapter four. It's been about five minutes, and we're going to close. And then I'll actually get into more of this this message about um, the word and discipleship next week. And we're going to hit a lot on Saturday. So um, Saturday is the class. Saturday, nine to two. Nine to two. Second steps class. Okay, Mark chapter 4 is, is one of the parables that, that Jesus told. Um, and, you know, he said that, that we needed to understand the parables. So it's important to study the Bible, to, to understand. And, and often he'll give, the, uh, he'll give what the parable means. But we can also then begin to go and read other parts of the Bible to find out, is there other places in the Bible that talk about similar ideas? And we find that that happened in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4... Um, says, starting verse 3, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. When the sun was up and it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. The third, the third group is some fell um, uh, among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seed fell on the good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. He goes on then and begins to explain the parable in verse 13. Do you not understand this parable? Listen, listen to what Jesus said. You know, Jesus wasn't always just super fluffy. I mean, he called Peter Satan. Get behind me, Satan. So, you know, sometimes Jesus was kind of rough on his disciples, and, and, and it's important because we need to get challenged. He says, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? We have to have ears that hear, hearts that want to understand, and we need to get into the Word and to understand. But thank, thank you, Jesus, that you gave us this one. It says, the sower sows the Word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the Word is sown. Okay? When you speak to somebody and you're sowing the word, you're talking about God, you're the sower. I'm the sower. You, you get to be the sower. That's the person who's talking about God, sharing the word. Hopefully it's good seed. Remember, everything you say is like a seed. You don't want everything you say to be planted and grow up and do a crop either, right? The word is sown, and these are the ones by the wayside where the, one, the, the word is sown. When they hear it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. In the parable, it was birds. Birds are Satan, demonic forces. They don't want you to ever grasp on to the word of God. They don't. When you come to church and the word is being preached, Satan wants to come immediately and take something away. So here's some things he does. He makes you focus on one thing that I say. And I tell you, sometimes I say some crazy things. So you might focus on the one thing and get offended and miss the whole message. Satan wants to steal the word of God from you. You might, in the middle of church, go, oh, I have to pay that bill. 
That ever happened to you? I'm sorry. I think that's Satan. God's not going to take you out of, of his presence, learning from the word of God to remind you about paying a bill. I think he's smart enough to go, you know what, I think I'll wait until 11.05. Satan wants to come and he wants to distract you and steal the word. We ought to be really aware of those things so we can focus everything. Going on, he says, um, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. This was the second week we talked about this. Who, when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with gladness. I don't know if you're a minister to somebody, talk to somebody, go, yes, that's it. I, I want to receive Jesus. I want to go to church. I want to change. And, and, and they've received it with gladness. And it's true. They're not lying. But well, look what happens. They don't have any root. They only root in themselves, and so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, this, we talked about that in week two. Now, these are the ones, the third group, are the ones sown among the thorns, and they are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things entering in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. We're, gonna sp I'm gonna, I, we're just going to, you know, it's the joy of, of not having a, a schedule we have to keep. We want to really talk about this next week, both parts of, of growing, learning the word, becoming a disciple, and the pitfalls of the enemy coming in, using the things of our life to keep us off track. You know, he wants to come in, bring us, it says, deceitfulness of riches. <sighs> chasing that fame, chasing that new house, chasing the RV. And the cares of this world. What am I going to do? You know, so, oh man, you know, I'm, I just, we, we, we might, you know, lose everything. Really? You might lose everything? You, you lost your job, we might lose everything. No, you're not going to lose your salvation. You might, you might lose your home. You know, Jesus, when he walked on the earth, this, this was pointed out to me by um, Ray Payne in one of our Bible studies together. He was in a life group. And he says, you know that Jesus never promised us a place to live? He only promised to give us food and clothing. And I'm like, and I, I, had to, I had to go look. And he himself, he says, I have no home. He says, but look at the birds. He says, about prayer, not worry about anything. Look at the birds. They don't worry about anything. But God clothes them. The flowers of the field, God clothes them and gives them food. So the Heavenly Father will care for you. And I'm like, he didn't even promise me a house. So if I lose my house, I haven't lost a promise of God. Wow. It's the focus. The focus is God. And just focus on him and say, Lord, you're going to take care of me. And I'm going to serve you, and I'm not going to get lost in the riches of, of this world or the cares of this world. Less is more. You know, I'm just so open. I think sometimes I want a boat, and then I realize I don't want a boat. I want to have a friend with a boat. <laughs> right? Why? Boat? Boat stands for bust out another thousand. <laughs> they just cost money. 
and they worry all the time. And, and you, I love boats, and if you have a boat and you want to take us out, that'd be great. <laughs> the cares of this world, we get all these things, and then we spend all of our time maintaining them, caring for them. You know, I, I, uh, some, maybe you've already done this. Older people that I, I've, I've met, they had homes. They got a smaller home as the kids left. They keep the big, why didn't they keep the bigger home? It's too much work, too much to clean. And then you often, the, the, the last stage, or may, close to the last stage, is they move to a condo. <laughs> and why? Now you don't even have to take care of your yard. <laughs> Somebody else takes care of your yard, and you just got your little place, right? They're realizing something. The cares of this world rob us all the time. We want to focus on the Lord. We want to eventually get to where we're God-centered. We want to be close to God. In order to be close to Him, we're going to try to put off some of these things. And next week, we're going to learn about how. And some, some on Saturday in the, in the thing and on Sunday, uh, we'll, we'll finish it up. And I can't believe, I, well, I can't believe I talked that much because I'm just long-winded. I, 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 won't, I won't keep any longer, but uh, wet your whistle for next week. Bring a friend. Let's, uh, let's fill the house of God. And, and uh, this week, be in your life group, be in the word and in prayer, and let's keep growing from glory to glory, from, from all these places, from exploring God to beginning, to getting close to Him, and finally being God-centered. Lord, I thank you for our time this morning, and, and um, I hope it was, I, I do pray, Lord, that it was, was meaningful um, to some people in here, God, and, and that uh, you'll just keep moving us forward as we're on this journey. Lord, um, bless us with your presence, God, not your presence that you give us like gifts, but your actual physical presence in our life. Um, draw us closer to you. Help us to hear your voice more and more and be obedient to the things you call us to as we continue on our journeys of faith. And we all said, Amen. Amen.